online, people charge all sorts of prices. And that's a great thing. But what is it that you are going to charge for your new online product, service, offer, whatever that might be? That's what we're talking about today on the Music Teachers Expand Online Podcast. Hi, I'm Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode 273 of the Music Teachers Expand Online Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping independent and ambitious music teachers create more impact and income online. Today, we're really talking about the income side of things, and I am going to share with you three pricing strategies. Strategy number one is to anchor your products, your courses, your membership, your group programs, your workshops, your downloadables in juxtaposition to your lessons, to your primary income source. The second strategy is to market these online products and services against the other options that someone may choose to invest in. And the third strategy is looking at how you can maximize your income potential while also increasing the impact. So that is like the cream of the crop, so to speak. When it comes to strategy number one, where we're anchoring all of the products and services that we offer with one another, we are able to say, okay, my lessons cost $100 an hour. We're going to use that as our benchmark because it's a nice, easy number. If you charge more, if you charge less, you can just adjust these ideas. With your lessons being $100 an hour, you can now easily say, okay, my workshop needs to balance against that. Okay, my course or my group program or whatever it is that you're offering needs to balance against that $100 an hour so that someone can make a definitive decision how they're going to move forward. We want to start moving people into these leveraged products because they are a better value for you. Instead of you making $100 an hour, you might make it three, four, $500 an hour when you've got people into your workshop or your group program or so on and so forth. This then makes it so that your private lesson price is the cap, a $100 lesson, and you have 50 lessons a year, makes it so that it's $5,000 for the year, $2,500 for half a year, $1,250 for three months, and we can boil it back down all the way to somewhere around $450 a month. That if someone were going through lessons with you, it's about $450 a month that they would be paying. Now you can say my course is two months long and it only costs $450. That's like getting an extra month of me. You get two for one. You get the course and you get access to me and it costs you half as much as two months of lessons. So That's kind of the idea here. When we are talking about digital products, maybe you've got a method book that you've developed or you've created uh, guides or workbooks or other saleable products that you want to sell in conjunction with or alongside or to a different market than your lessons. It's a matter of what is the value to somebody 
They're going to look at your lesson price. So if you are saying my whatever it is, is $25, you're basically saying that you're going to get 15 minutes of my time in this workbook. Does that make sense? Probably. So if you're, again, charging $100 for a lesson, you're able to price anchor your products and services based on their perceived value in contrast to your lessons. That is our strategy number one. Strategy number two is looking at the market looking at everything else that is out there. If you are offering a group program of some kind to 11-year-old kids, what else is also being marketed to 11-year-old kids? There's gymnastics, there's soccer, there's dance, there's intramural sports at school, there's martial arts, there's this, there's that. There are all sorts of things that are vying for that child to enroll and to participate. In this method, what we say is, oh, the dance studio charges $200 a month and the kid gets four one-hour lessons or four one-hour classes or whatever. Oh, and the martial arts studio has the kids coming in twice a week and they're charging $600 a month. And again, I'm just making up numbers. Oh, and the soccer team, well, that's $50 a month plus uniform fees of $300 or whatever it is. And what you can do is you can look at all of this data that is drawing on the same pool of students, kids, or whatever, it might not even be kids that you're working with, but what other things are drawing and marketing to them? And how can you position your price so that it is in line with the other things that they are comparing and contrasting with? I don't want you to go lower. I certainly don't think you need to go higher, but we want to stay within that range. So you might say, okay, well, the market will justify for me to charge $125 a month for people to participate in my group program. It aligns, it's less than this, it's more than this, it kind of finds its way into the middle. And it also is a price that you feel good about. There is no point putting a price tag on a product or service that you are offering if you don't feel good about it. If you don't feel like every single one of the dollars that comes in from that product or service has value, then there's no point. There is absolutely no point putting that price tag on. Of course, we are talking about online digital products. So in addition to looking at what people can do in real life, we also want to look at what online products and services are being marketed to that same demographic, that same person who is multi-passionate. Not every person is only a music student. Not every person wants to only do X. So we want to look at a broader spectrum of things that are being marketed to that student, that person in the online space. What you'll find online, and I just kind of touched on this with a client last week, is that most products end in a seven, 
so on and so forth. So there's a little bit of gimmicking in the online space and that's justified. So it's just something to keep in mind. I just kind of threw that in here because I thought about it now. Okay, it's as simple as that. Now let's move on to our third strategy. Our third strategy is kind of saying, I'm going to operate in a vacuum. I want to have this level of income at the end of the day, and I want to impact this many students with this product service, whatever it might be. Therefore, I am going to do a simple division. I am going to say 20 students, $2,000. Okay, I need to charge $100 and go simple like that. I know when I talked about this at the beginning, I said it was like the cream of the crop, but I also made it sound so, so simple because I chose realistic numbers. If you wanted to make $50,000 and you wanted to work with five students, then you're talking about $10,000 a student. So you have to also be realistic. What could you offer for $100 and make $2,000? Versus what could you offer for $10,000 and then be able to make $50,000? Those are very big differences and they're really important too. When we create our pricing based on the results that we want to see, we have a lot more data that we are able to collect and extrapolate from. When we use this method, I firmly believe that your price point should never be higher than $400, okay? No matter what your product is. If you can make this work with a $400 maximum price, go for it. You will find your market. They may not be the same market as you have in your studio right now. That's really the biggest difference with this is that you may have to tap into a new market. Right now, you might be working with teenagers and you realize that in order to make your goals work, you're going to have to work with younger kids. Or you might be working with someone who is on a fixed income and you realize if I want to make this work, I'm going to have to open this up to people who have more liquidity. There are a lot of really great things about that, but it's just a matter of keeping note. Now, which strategy do I recommend? Nine times out of 10, it's going to be strategy one or strategy two. So one in 10 times, we'll go with strategy three. We go with strategy number one when you have an established audience, when you have a full studio or nearly full studio, when you have a great social media following, an email list, when you have an easier time showing that price anchor with something that people already associate with you. We go with strategy number two, when you are newer to market or when you're bringing on a newer style of product or switching to a newer, different audience. So that is kind of where pricing is. Pricing is never a once and done thing. 
You can always add bonuses if you feel like you need to add a little bit more in order for somebody to see the value in your product. You can always do sales. I don't love sales all the time, but there is a time and a place for them. And of course, we can always increase our price based on the demand, based on the market. It is so important to feel comfortable and confident with sharing your prices. If you do not feel 100% tied to the price that you've put on something, figure out why. Figure out how you can talk about that price with confidence to people at every level of the game. If they are a cold lead, if they are a warm lead, if they are a super hot lead, it doesn't matter. You have to find a way to feel like your pricing is valuable and good and makes sense for their goals. If you are out of alignment with their goals, they're never going to buy. There's a lot that goes into pricing. There's a lot that goes into packaging your offers. And this is one of my absolute favorite things to do with my clients. So if you are thinking about packaging and pricing new products, be sure to click the link for callwithjamie.com in the show notes or send me a DM over on Instagram. I'm at Jamie Slutsky. I would love to connect with you and see what we can figure out. Next week, I've got a super short episode for you because I am going on vacation and then I will have a full length episode for you the week after. Have a great day and don't be a stranger.